I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. You ain't cooking up. You cooking up, chopping up. D King. Lay down. Trap side, rap side, Don and the King. Gonna do it. Gonna do it. Chop it up. Peace, peace, peace. Welcome back to Chopping It Up with the Conduit. It's season three, episode one. And today's episode, our special guest is none other than the legendary MC, Omar Cradle, better known as OC of Digging in the Crates Crew, DITC. But first off, I would like to thank my team, uh, my executive producer, Mika Sunga. You are the best. Arts and Visuals, Mad Urgency, <laughs> Myron, and Video, Adam7X, aka Mecha Godzilla, along with D King and Bink for the intro. Um, of course, you know you guys, I can't thank you enough. We're in our third season. Um, I think we're definitely about to third, turn the corner. Um, this season, we introduce House of Customs of Maryland to our family of sponsors. They specialize in car restoration and fabrication, but they also have many other businesses under their umbrella, dealing in music and photography as well. We'd like to thank you to Jermaine and Crystal Boney for your contribution. And you can find them on our choppingituppodcast.com website um, under family of sponsors. Make sure that you check them out and make sure you check out their IG page, House of Customs, and that's with a K, House of Customs MD. And um, if y'all already in the chat room, you already see the legend OC in there. Y'all say peace to him and say what's up. Thank you to everybody joining in for uh, Chopping It Up With The Conduit Season 3. And um, of course, we are on podcast on Vivo. And uh, please remember to share, subscribe, comment, rate, tell a friend to tell a friend. We're also on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts as well. Um, just to give you all a heads up uh, what we're doing this season, um, we're definitely focusing on behind the MC, what makes the MC. You know, we're going to be talking to the movers and shakers, you know, producers, DJs, A&Rs, you know, PRs, you know, people that really make, you know, the MC who they are today. But, you know, uh, I wanted to start off season three with this legend, uh, OC. Um, he's definitely been uh, a staple in our culture. Uh, and it was just, I was fortunate to to ask him to, you know, be a guest on our podcast and he has joined us. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring my brother in. So everybody make sure y'all say what up to the legend OC of Digging in the Crates crew. I'm bringing you in now. Mm -hmm. All right, man. All right. Y'all already see this familiar face, man. He, he hasn't aged at all. Um, <laughs> Helen from Bushwick, Brooklyn. You know, Helen out of Brooklyn, man. He's uh, His name is Omar Credo, a.k.a. better known as OC. Um, yes, sir. Lyricist, you know, member of the legendary crew and group, DITC, that is digging in the craze crew. If you know uh, mm -hmm. hip-hop, or, you know, if not, do your Googles, but you should. Um, also involved hey. with renowned underground groups such as my favorite, Crooklyn Dodgers 95, Love NYC, etc., etc. Um, so, if mm -hmm. you can, without further ado, I'd like to please welcome Omar Credo, better known as OC. Peace, yes, OC. sir. Thank you for joining us Peace. tonight. 
I can't make my Queens people mad either, man. By the way, it's Southside Jamaica Queens as well. Indeed, indeed. You gotta, uh, you gotta let them know the foundation. So, yeah, um, indeed. I know uh, most of us have a starting point, you know, on how we fell in love with hip hop. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, you're revered as one of the best lyricists in the game, but you wow. are enamored by the DJ. Yeah. You know, so, uh, what was it that drew you to the DJ? And that's what you, I guess, originally wanted to be? Well, that's that's what I originally was doing. But um, I think all MCs start as DJs. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just my my uh, observation over time. Mm -hmm. Like, and just knowing other people's backstories a little bit, you know, um, you get mesmerized by the music. So in turn, you listen to the DJ. Right. You know, and and. DJs play music that you learn, you know what I'm saying? You learn the the the, the uh words to the song and the lyrics and stuff like that. And you know, it's just something that I, I believe is a natural progression for some people, and some people just stick to the DJ and some people graduate to the you know the writer's uh side of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. Yeah. That, that, I know you definitely did because we have uh plenty of proof out here that we're listening to today. Um, so growing up between, you know, Brooklyn and Queens, Southside Jamaica, Queens, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. what was your early connection to, you know, the brother Farrell March and Prince Poe of Organized Confusion? Um, Farrell was my neighbor. I lived on, uh, 110, 157. Mm -hmm. I lived in between 40 projects in Baisley, you know what I'm saying? Which, you know, in the past is notorious for, you know, what happened in, in Queens, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or some of the, the, the things that went on in Queens, you know, I came up in a town where, um, unfortunately, uh, the whole thing with the, with the cop getting murdered yeah, in the Edward city. Burns. Edward Burns, I was, that's my neighborhood, oh, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. um, I was, I wasn't there physically at that moment, but I, I came up at that moment, at that time. You know, I was I was there. Right. And, you know, it, it was just a lot of different things that, that played a part in who I am today. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or who I am, you know, as, at this moment. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, Farrell was my neighbor. You know what I'm saying? And he's, he's a few years older than me, but that's, I always looked at him as, you know, my mentor, my teacher, mm. my big brother, you know what I'm saying? As well as Prince, you know what I'm saying? And and that's how it goes. You know, that's still to me the hierarchy ah. in our relationships. Really? So 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 you so in other words, you're saying your writing style, their influence uh played a big part in who you are today? Exactly. I mean, they told me not to be like them, you know mm. what I'm saying? And Prince's Poe is more uh, vocal. You know, March is vocal now. Indeed. He wasn't as vocal as he was, as he is today, you know, back, back then. then. But, you know, Prince is definitely a vocal person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, you know, I was the fly on the wall with them. And it was a, it was a few of us. We had a crew called the Organisms. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
And um, I was just one of them that was fortunate enough to stick with it. And, you know, they were my mentors. And, you know, in the process of me doing my thing, they used to tell me not to sound like them and be original. And I used to get upset. But, you know, once I understood and learned what they meant later on, mm -hmm. it didn't bother me. And, I, and I, I'm grateful for that. Indeed. Well, you know, with that connection, it brought us uh, the success of Fudge Punch. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, um, that's that's my light right there. Right. That's my beacon. Indeed, indeed. And I would say uh, with that song along, you know, you got to tour with uh, Farrell early on, correct? Man, I got to tour with, shout out to Biz, man. You know, he's 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 going through it right now, yeah, but man, he's still Biz, here with man. us. And I love you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I toured with Biz. I toured with Roxanne Shantae. That's probably the uh, introduction to DITC for me. Because mm -hmm. Lord Finesse was on that tour. Right. And he brought a then unknown Buck Wild oh, wow. with him on that tour. You know, for a few dates. Right. Um, I probably wouldn't have my first deal had I not met MC Search that's, on that exactly. tour. Exactly. That's what I was, uh, was going yeah. to get to. So, like, how did that chance meeting come about? Well, Search was, was, he went solo, you know what I'm saying? And he was doing his, um, his solo thing on that tour. You know, shout out to Search, man. Like, it wouldn't be no Nas if it wasn't for Search. It wouldn't be no OC if it wasn't for no Search. Like, he had Searchlight Productions. Right. And, um, you know, he signed to his production company and the rest is history. Yeah, man. So, uh... I know, I mean, with that being said, you know, you were part of one of the dopest posse cuts, you know, of all time, you know, mm. back to the grill, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, during those times, what were the, you know, recording sessions like? Well, I'm on the remix of that. I'm not on the original uh, back to the grill again, but um, I wish I was on the original joint, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I would have definitely uh, pinned something different, but... Yo, it was dope, man. Like you had to be in the studio. Right. It wasn't exactly. no. That's what. That's what. Even I'm if getting, you, that's what I'm getting. To. Right. You had to be in the studio. You had to be in the lab. Right. Even if you was on another coast or you was in the Midwest or somewhere, you still had to go into a recording studio, you know, and and you know do it verbatim. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't no thing like the way it is today. I wish we did have all the technology. You know that's that's in front of us today but you know it, it it made us the men we are as far as like artists you know what i'm saying so men and women so um you know you had to be in the studio man you had to stand in front of the artists if that was the case right. and see what they was gonna do or hear they verse and be like damn or you either was inspired you was either stuck mm -hmm. or you know you figured it you figured it that out that was just it you know, being a gifted storyteller, you know, what was it like being amongst your peers such as, you know, a Big L, you know, a Showbiz and an AG and a Nas, etc. Like, who were your other influences besides Monch and Pope? Um, I mean, you know, when you fast forward and go into uh, me having a, a, a deal already and, and being in the studio, I frequent D&D for part of my most of my career yeah. you know what i'm saying early on so i mean man i was around bill and fame i was around 
the whole boot camp. I was around Hove. I was around Dig. I was around everybody, everybody you can yeah. name. <laughs> so, you know, um, beat miners. I was around everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was amazing. But we didn't think about it at that time that way. Like, because we was all friends. Right. You know, we was all uh, uh, peers. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, um, Bill and, and, and Slap, Bill and Fame might have pulled the overnighter that night or, you know, I might have went out to the club and came back and somebody else was in and vice versa. So it was just normal routine for us to see people, you know, in the studio or, or see Guru, you know, or Prems. You know what I'm saying? It was just normal. normal. But in hindsight, thinking back now, I told somebody a while ago, damn, man, like, I ain't document none of this none stuff. Of wow. You know, it's just all in my in my memory. Right. Well, I mean, you can still, in my you, mind. I mean, it, the brain's still sharp, God. Like, you can still, you know, give us an autobiography, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, to me, autobiographies and things of that nature, if you don't do them right, don't do them at all. Right but yeah. my thing was... Today, mm -hmm. you know, I think about a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like, damn, I ain't, I ain't document this or, you know, um, me and, me and Nas having to bust down a check from search and split it and stuff like this, wow. like, this is real stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, um, you know, it's just good memories, man. Some good, some, some not so good, but they all memories at the end of the day. Right. In the end, they help, uh, they help shape you as well. Yeah, they, they still helping, you know, shape me to the to as we speak. You know what I'm saying? Like we life students. That's how I look at things. Like we don't never stop learning. You know, you don't never stop aging. You know, you don't get younger. You get older. Yeah. You know, you get better. But I you, you know, I, I you get wiser, God. <laughs> yeah, nah, you get you get you turn into that owl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that wise old owl. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. And, um, you know, like I said, in hindsight, I, I just, I should have documented things. You know, it was things to document that. We had camcorders. We had all that stuff. Mm. And I just didn't, it was going by so quickly so that I didn't think it was going by that fast. And, and look, you know, some of my peers still here. I'm proud of dudes and, and you know, next chapter. Well, I mean, I, I mean, but I would, I would, you know, I would think, you know, in that in that instance, you know, I understand you say if the autobiography isn't right, don't do it. Mm -hmm. But I'm quite sure, you know, you have the sources or the resources to pull it from in order for something like that to happen. You know, because right. like I said, the mind is still sharp and mm -hmm. you already being a gifted storyteller you know, you could take us there through your words again, besides on the music side. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Like, I appreciate the, uh, the, uh, how people feel or, or what they believe, but, um, I don't feel legendary. I don't feel like I'm a gift. I just know what I do mm. and whatever people feel at the end of the day, it's cool with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't think about, I used to think about top 10, top five, who's nicer, you know, who get bit. I don't think about that no more right. because, you know, I'm here 30 years later Indeed. and people still inquiring about me. Big time. So and I was in, the, in the end, 
Yeah, you know, in the end, I'm like, yo, um, my legends are still alive. Kaz is still alive. Yeah. Flash is still alive. Melly Mel is still alive. Uh, Daddy-O is still alive. The list goes on. Rick's still alive. You know, all the people that Chuck is still alive. It, the LL, the list goes, list on, goes on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just feel like at the end of the day, for me, personally, I don't say it to people. I don't, I don't say it out my mouth. I don't feel that way. Not to say I don't, I haven't earned certain uh, uh, testaments, Indeed. but you know, for me, it's just like I, I appreciate it, and that's all you're gonna get out of me. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Strong words as always, God. Um, you know, in my opinion, word life is just as important as Illmatic. Ready to right. die, you know, even hard to earn as well. You know, that year, you know, some seminal albums, you know, released. You know what I'm saying? You know, what are your personal yeah. feelings, you know, to be, you know, mentioned in that breath? Because some consider that, you know, one of the, you know, best years, of course, you know, golden era wise. Yeah, now for, I say from, um, from, uh, in my mind, my mind's eye, like from 91 to 90, Five was just like was L, was L. Yeah. You know, Woo, Red, uh, Naughty. Like you had all these people. Um, tribe. You know, Tribe. Yeah. You know, Leaders, Birth, Buster. Yeah. On his solo journeys, like Buster put out some immaculate work. Right. You know what I'm saying, like. To this day that I think people are just now catching up to, like, you know, with his visuals matching his his lyricism. And I don't think he get even though he's a multi-platinum artist, I don't think he gets the credit, mm -hmm. you know, that he deserves as far as a lyricist. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? That's just my opinion. Okay. But, you know, it was just a lot of competition. So 94 to me was I was already prepping for that. So it didn't it didn't really um I didn't look at it as so stiff but i noticed for every five to ten years you always had a golden child indeed and somebody had to come out and not afford to be that golden child and turn out to be nice you know what i'm saying yeah. like i i believe we all golden childs but for the face right and for the for the uh the music and for that perfect you know you um perfect song that perfect storm, yes. Illmatic was that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And he, you know, just like Rakim, he birthed a lot of uh, people that that tried to emulate, you know, but couldn't duplicate what he did. Indeed. And um, you know, I think all those people that I'm naming from '94 to from '91 to '94 just brought something to the table that nobody can do. Right. And. and I was blessed to be a part of that. True indeed. Time, timeless era, man. It's, it's, yeah. It's just certain things, you know, you, you listen to and it can just take you back to that certain moment and you know what it does to you. You, you know how it resonates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and even with, you know, mentioning Esco, like, um, I think it was written was better than Illmatic. Okay, that's, so my, now opinion, that, let's, okay, that's my personal opinion as well, too, because most of the masters... A better round of album. Right. But the perfect storm of an album yes. uh, to put your whole life out, because it's impossible to put out your whole life's work in one record, in one record right? Right. But what he did with Illmatic was perfect. 
And I didn't want nothing like that after that. Mm. But when he did, it was written. People weren't, they weren't. Um, they didn't receive it too well. They, they didn't receive it at first. Had. People just now catching it, yeah. you know, today. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I say that to years. say, right. right. I say that to say the same thing about something like Bon Appetit with me. You know, I didn't realize it came up, you know, the, the, the anniversary of it yeah. yesterday. Yeah, but yesterday. I'm like, yo, Bon Appetit. You know, no disrespect to Hove, no disrespect to anybody, but, you know, me and Buck started uh, pulling the trigger on the soul thing early. Word. And people, I, I was crucified for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. For Bon Appetit. And then next thing you know, you know, Jay did Blueprint. Mm -hmm. I, I, I noticed some things, too. It's funny that you said that because... Mm -hmm. I was listening to uh I was listening to World Life today as well and mm -hmm. I noticed that I think it it definitely was an influence on him because it, he reached it seems like he reached back and put it on some future albums as well. Well, yo, this is another thing. And and shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to all my peers from that from that time piece. Right. From that time period. We all influenced each other. If if one of us say we didn't, you it's know, a lot. um it's a lot. We all influenced each other from the east to the west. Like, you know, um, people have this thing about not uh, uh, saying what it is, but that's just what it is, man. Like, I went and cop, even though I hung out with Prem and Guru all day, every day in the studio, I went and cop the album just to see what they was doing. Right. I went and cop the MOP album to see what they was doing. They was my competition. And... You know, whether it was a good or, or yo, I'm going to go back in and I'm going to try to. It was competition, but, I mean, they, they turned around and ended up putting me on their album. Yeah, because you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, you know, so we all studied each other, not because we was trying to hurt or harm each other, but we was like, yo, like, that that's motivation right there. You know, it's like runners on a track team who want to be the fastest. Indeed, indeed. So, um... Let's transition a little bit here, you know, because uh, most only get to hear, ex, you know, excerpts or stories about Big L, you know, right. but, you know, you, I assume, you know, witness more than others, you know, what was it that you seen in Big L that was so special? I mean, honestly, man, I witnessed very little compared to what AG and Ness did, mm. like, Ness discovered Al, mm. you know, they discovered each other, Indeed. you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, my thing was we were the, the last two to come on, come on right. into the fall. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we would, I believe we're the youngest. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just know me and him clicked, you right. know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, I, I believe us being the, the youngest of the, of the, of the crew. Yeah, we wasn't that young. He was way a few years younger than me, but you know, my point is we just we gravitated towards each other and you know, um I, I believe I I did the Jewels album and you know, he went on the road with me. He went overseas with me and this is where you know, our relationship started getting a lot tighter. Mm. And then, you know, we came home and then unfortunately, yeah. A year and a half later, you know, he was murdered. But um, dude was he, he didn't get a chance to show 
the same way Biggie did. Mm. You know, Big only put out two albums, man. Like, they didn't get a chance to showcase what they was going to turn out to be. Wow. That's, that's what bothers me about, you know, artists who are cut down young. Like, you know, they don't get a chance to show what they are 20 years later, like Nas or Jay. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? Like, what their turnout to be or what their turnout is going to be. And, and um, you know, um, me and L, nobody knew, but me, L, and Show had an album. We started working on an album together. Wow. The only song that that uh that we did, it, it turned out on the soundtrack, the Black Mass soundtrack right. uh, for Jet Li movie mm -hmm. was Get Yours. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Produced by Diamond. Diamond and that was the only record we recorded together and like i said he was murdered after that right. wow man yeah yeah well uh you know with that being said you know just those kind of memories you know i guess you get to hold you know hold dear to you you know you, at least mm -hmm. you were there to witness you know some of you know some of the jewels or some of the potential of you know what he could have become right well i witnessed um like I said, I witnessed on that Joel's tour overseas, him waking me up mid-flight mid, mid flight sometimes, giving me lines from Ebonics, mm. you know, stuff like that. And I was just like, yo, man, like, we've been on, on the road for like a month. So wow. it was just like, I ain't trying to hear that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was a pain in the ass that way. You know, he was hungry. He would get under your skin, stuff like that mm. on purpose. Mm. And um, he was good at it too. Right. You know what I'm saying? And but I, I I seen um, you know he was working on Ebonics for a long minute. Yeah, you know that was a perfect record. If people in hindsight, when you look at it, people didn't he didn't just come up with that in a, in a week. No, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like he worked on it line for line. And what I can say about him is um, anything that L wrote, he memorized. So think about that for a second. All the books of anything he ever wrote from probably his first rhyme, you know, up until so, the day he died. He, he, mm. he, everything was in his head. So anywhere we went, you know, he would, he would, he was ready. If he was called a rock, he would rock. If it was battle, he battled. He battled two or three people. I've seen it in front of me. I've wow. seen. You know, I've heard stories from dudes in the crew like, yo, I called them uptown, woke them up two in the morning. You know, it was five or six dudes in the studio. They thought they was nice. And, you know, L dispelled that whole thing, you know, in, for, for some cash. Yo, show like, yo, I got 500 for you right now. Come up here and, and wax these dudes real quick. And he would do it. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy, yo. Yeah. Wow, man. So, well, um... You know, I, I want to fast forward because you're one to adapt and change, you know, with mm -hmm. the times. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I want to talk about the collaboration with Apollo Brown because Trophies was mm -hmm. critically acclaimed, but on top of that, like, definitely one of my, you know, favorite albums, you know, just to see you come out in that time frame, you know what I'm saying? compared to yeah what was that 2012 yeah, something 2012, like that man 2012 yeah. you know even to to your newest to your newest opus uh, i but i want to know how did that collaboration come about how how did you and apollo come together um mellow was looking for me oh Mellow music they was looking for me 
because Apollo is a producer, I guess they had this this vision, or he had this vision early on that this is he want to produce some of his favorite artists. Yeah. And you know, um, I was fortunate to be, you know, put in that in that in that light in his in his head, and they got to me and. Me and him spoke for a few hours when we did speak and, and and talk. And I remember him sending me probably like everything you hear on that that CD and then some uh, uh, beat wise. Right. And from the conversation and from his idea to, you know, um, you know, that's his that's his brainchild. Trophies was his brainchild. I won't take credit for that in that way. Um fantastic was the probably the only song i didn't come up with that was how he wanted to end the album okay so he was like yo this is what i want to do this is how i want to execute it and it was just like a trainer in a boxer mm. that's all that's how i'll put it a trainer in a boxer he told me what he needed to do i worked for 16 weeks <laughs> got it down wrote it Word. and and I, I I got to uh, Detroit and I recorded the record in like eight hours. That's crazy, man. Well, you definitely Less than eight you definitely hours, came man. up with the right title, you know, and the right yeah. symbols, trophy. Because who when that dropped, that was it. It wasn't more so a surprise for me. It was it was just refreshing because you know I, I mm -hmm. remember hearing you on you know back to the grill and you know coming up on word life and and jewels and so on and so forth. So. Right. See you link with Apollo was just you know uh, you know another one in the books for me personally. Yeah, nah, it was dope, man. Like I said, um, I got to I got to the D, you know what I'm saying. Dogs fed me. I was like, let's hit the studio, and I said I'll probably have seven or eight joints done tonight. And he looked at me crazy. Hmm. You know, he made a bet and said I. That's impossible, and I was just like, like know. full songs, <laughs> and I ended up doing, um, I ended up doing the whole album with the exception of options. I did options. I landed there on Monday. I did most of the album. Mm. I wrote options in my 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 uh, hotel room on Thursday, and I was back in New York on Friday and Saturday. Wow. Well, another uh, critically acclaimed and classic album, in my opinion. So. It, it was definitely well worth it. Um, you, know, mm -hmm, in, you know, in my humble opinion, you know, as an illustrious career in hip hop, you know, from being down with one of the illest collectives and, you know, digging in the crates crew, you know, mm -hmm. you said you recorded with everyone from Jay-Z to Primo and, you know, even the hieroglyphics. Mm -hmm. There's one trio, which includes yourself, that honestly, I, I think, the people wanted more and needed more. Um, I'm talking about Crooklyn Dodgers. Mm -hmm. um, was it just specifically, you know, that group specifically put together just for that, you know, particular soundtrack? Or was there going to be more collaborations between yourself, Chubb, and J. Rue? That was Preen. That was Preen and, uh, damn, I can't remember the exact that. Uh, oversaw, you know, that whole clocker soundtrack, but that was Cream basically. 
And, um, you know, Prem had the high hand at the time. So yes, he did. I don't even know how I came up in the, I mean, I know how I came up in the conversation. Right. But, you know, it naturally, um, around this time, things started to shift a little bit. So they going for, a lot of record labels is going for people who are hot and who can sell a record. Mm. And Prem ain't play that, you know what I'm saying? Right. So. When it was when the opportunity was presented to him, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is something Preen put together. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um to counter in a good way, the first Crooklyn Dodger trio. Right. Ace, Ed, and Buckshot. And Ace, yes. You know, and 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 you got a hell of a, a producer on that. Q yeah, said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um I just told everybody at from jump like i'm not trying to like it ain't no top in that you know what i'm saying like it's a, we not you know and Prem was like nah but we gonna do what we do indeed you know because i wasn't trying to top that like that record to me is it, it it's not it's nothing to top you know what it's i'm saying not, like I'm, it, it, for me personally there's nothing to top i even threw it out there uh one yeah, like, timeline you know which one and right. Well, it's nothing to top from come saying. I say that in a good way. Yeah, like, way. you can't, like, it's no beating that first Crooklyn. Like, it, it is what it is. Like, it, it cemented why we was able to make the second Crooklyn Dodgers. Mm. Without the first one, right. you know, it's, it's it's no vision to it. And, um, you know, what, what made it special for me was we did it in Prospect Park yeah. years later. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, the original Crooklyn Dodgers and, you know, the follow-up. And we was all on stage together. So I don't think people, again, I ain't document that. but Somebody has that footage, man. Somebody has it. Somebody I've seen it. Somebody has that footage. Yeah, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. To, to, that was an electrifying moment to, like, be on stage with all six of us. Crazy. Yeah. Well, this is a... Um, yeah. I, I mean... Like you said, you, you you wish you had it, but somebody's out there holding on to it, like uh, that the recent release of uh, what is the Summer of Soul. You know, it was sitting in somebody's right, right. basement for fifty years, and we were, right. you know, never known that, you know, that type of thing was happening here in in Harlem. You know, over at right, you know, in that park. So, you know, with that being said, somebody might, you know, drop some jewels, so to speak. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, people don't understand, man. Like, I told an Uber driver one day, a couple of weeks ago, like, um, we was talking, you know, he was close to my age, probably, I believe he was a few years older than me, but he understood, you know, and he, I basically was like, yo, um, you know, I grew up in New York. I seen, uh, when I was when I was a child, my moms used to take us to Prospect Park and Central Park, and we used to have free concerts back in the seventies, mm -hmm. like early eighties, yeah, late seventies, like. And um, I seen Shaka Khan, I seen Casey and the Sunshine Band, I seen Earth, Wind and Fire, I seen Diana Ross, I seen the Average White Band, I seen all these bands for free, for free. You know what I'm saying? And um, Ebbets Field, you know what I'm saying? Like. These are places and people. He looked at me and was like, "How old are you?" And I was just like, "Yo, I'm, you know, I'm 50." And he was like, "Well, damn, like, 
you know, I'm pushing 60, but yeah, you had to be there to know. And I was like, yeah, right. like I was there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So this is the music just didn't start for us in the, in the park jam. Like this was stuff that, you know, I was too young to make music yet, but I was being influenced at an early age from live stuff. Mm -hmm. It was always there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I remember uh, uh, to fast forward that now, I believe um, me and Ness was in 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 Copenhagen one time, mm -hmm. and I got to see Shaka Khan fine ass in person <laughs> <laughs> as an adult. Okay. <laughs> and me and Ness was mesmerized standing from the side of the stage watching her do Sweet Thing and wow, you know all these songs and and you know what you gonna do and it was just like damn like it took me back to prospect park and central park though you know and on top of that i always had a crush on her but it was just like damn i'm i'm, I'm watching shaka khan out in copenhagen mm. and we got a show in the same spot the next day, the next day. you know what i'm saying yeah. so yo i'm blessed man like me and me we blessed to, you know to get to witness stuff like this yeah that, that, that's true indeed that's a blessing um this is a part where i like to uh you know not not before we end this off but this is how i like to sort of like close out when i have my guests mm -hmm. on. you know um mm -hmm. i want to ask about three particular individuals and you know what they mean to you and what they mean to you know your life cycle um mm -hmm. The first gentleman, of course, is uh, MC Search. Mm -hmm. uh, the second person is uh, Lord Finesse. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, whom you affectionately call Bucky, a.k.a. Bucky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I love Search, man. Like, dude, uh, dude convinced me to have confidence. Mm -hmm. I didn't have no confidence in what I was doing early on, not because I didn't know I was good at it. Right. But just my my uh my attitude, my um my motivation, like I didn't have it all the way. Even though Pharaoh and Prince, you know, motivated me and pushed me, search gave me a next level of that. So I always love him for that. And he's a piece of that of me being who the man I am today. You know what I'm saying? Like uh finesse i don't know if i i i mean i met finesse and buck at the same, same time, time right. but finesse is i don't know dude is dude is special man like you know it wouldn't be no digging mm. cohesively without ness so, you, you understand yeah like he brought everybody together he brought shawnee together he brought L in the fold. Um, he brought Bucky to it. And he brought me to it. Like, and and you know, Fat Joe. Right. You know. And even though him, Fat Joe, Show, and Diamond grew up together, I just always feel like, you know, deep, like it, it wouldn't be no digging without him. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? And and um me and Buck is just like Kendrick brothers, Kendrick spirits, like, you know, when I don't see him, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can not talk for a minute 
not see each other for a minute, but it's always the same when we around each other, when we do get to see each other, when we talk to each other. And I believe brought, uh, Buck brought the best out of me. Mm. That's that he made me the artist on the next chapter who I am, you know what I'm saying? After Jewels and, and stuff like that, because yo, we had a hard, a hard way going doing that World Life album. A lot of people, which I ain't gonna put on blast, you know, cause we friends now, but a lot of people wasn't, wasn't writing exactly. like trying to help us with that album. They weren't and, writing exactly. Yeah, they, they, would, they didn't help us with that album. Like in the beginning, like, you know, um, we had to do it ourselves. Me, Buck, uh, my man, OG, Finesse, Prince and March, Search, uh, Super shout out to to uh, uh, R.I.P. the Rock Raider. He had a part in that. Yes. You know, he did all the scratches on Times Up and uh, Ozone, and you know, that's 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 my life. You know, I just want to thank you uh, for joining me on this Sunday. But more importantly, uh, this is our third season. You know, you're right. starting off episode one for us. You know you've been so you know you've been so gracious with your time behind the scenes with me and you know i i just personally want to make sure that i give you my flowers you know what i'm saying and make sure the people also give you you know the flowers that you know you deserve man uh you're definitely one of the best you know i'm i'm an avid fan of storytelling you know so you know anytime it comes up definitely your name is always coming up in the conversation so uh you know, thank oh, you, man. Oh, Appreciate oh, it, man. Real talk, man. I, I, I really thank you, man. Because, you know, if it wasn't for Bumpy Knuckles for telling me to reach out to you, Lord, man, I, I, I don't think I, I, I would have ever got this interview. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's my that's my brother, man. Like, you know, he got a lot to play in. in yes, he does. How I shape my my you know uh my writing as well, man. Like after Jewels, like. You know, Bump played a big part in that album. Indeed. And um, I love him for that, too, because dude taught me a lot. And plus, he's one of my favorite. Yes, he's definitely you know. one of my favorite, too. That's big bro right there. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, he that, that'll be the last person people think is one of my favorites. Him, Slick Rick. You know, the you talk about the voice and the, and the lyrics mm. and the content. People say Rock Kim or... Kane a G rap, but I'm like, nah, slick Rick, Bumpy, you know, um, LL. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like these are the people who Chuck D, Chris, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they it's a gumbo of these guys that that I emulated when I was learning mm -hmm. and then it taught me how to be who I am. Like these are the people who inspired me and influenced me and you know, you can hear, I mean, the storytelling off top. Yeah. To me, nobody does it better than Rick, period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's what taught me. All right. Well, uh, with that being said, OC, man, why don't you tell the people what you got going on and, you know, what you do have coming within the future and how they can get in touch with you and, you know, support you. Um, Working on a new Para Striker 2 with my partner, Apathy. Yeah. Shout out to App. Shout out to uh, Lil Vic. Um, shout out to Self. Uh, probably another solo album. Probably my last solo album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to stop making music as, as long as, you know. But as far as solo records, you know, I'm 
I mean, I'm like 20 deep with solo albums, 20-something yeah, deep. Yeah, I, I see the catalog. You know, I ain't got nothing to prove no more, you know what I'm saying? I, it's just if I feel like doing it. But um, like I said, the Paris Striker 2, you know, we, we got Lil Vic involved with that. Okay. Um, it's early in its, in its early stages. Um, me and Buck been chopping it up. I don't want to uh, uh, shoot the shot on that yet. It's funny you, you know that. Saying, I saw but, Buck last night. He was out at the uh, Supply and Demand show. Yeah, I Buck has been. Young Bucks. Yeah, he been record shopping heavy. I know when he get into his whole record shopping thing heavy, and me and him start chopping it up, then I know it's real. So, um, shout out to Buck. Uh, you know, I'm on IG, of course. Of course. I'm on Twitter yeah. at the old, uh, old, the real old sizzle. You know what I'm saying? Um. At OCDITC on on IG and yo, I'm just I'm coasting like everybody else is, man. We trying to figure out what's going on, man, in this planet, True in this world. True indeed. You know, well, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to keep spreading the good energy, and of course, you know, you've been doing it for damn near almost thirty years, man. Keep radiating. Thirty years. You know, the sun doesn't yeah. stop radiating. You know what I'm saying, God and. Again, I, I just want to thank you for joining us here on Chopping It Up with the Conduit. You know, season three, you started off episode one with us. Nice. You gave us nice. beautiful history. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, present and future. Um, again, Indeed. much success to you, God. And um, we're definitely going to talk after this. No doubt, my brother. And I appreciate you. And thanks for getting at me, man. And it's all love. Like, let's do it again soon. Oh, sure enough, for real. Hopefully in the physical. Indeed. All right, indeed. All right. Peace. Peace. All right. All right, y'all. Season three, episode one. Oh, man. Fat Joe just was just up in here. <laughs> Jopra, I just had, am I having my Jopra moment? <laughs> anyway, man, that was my brother OC, man, of Digging in the Crates crew. Um, this was a phenomenal interview, man. He broke down the history, um, you know, of who he was and who he is now. Uh, of course, this y'all see the y'all see the, the shirt, you see the cloth, Grown Fresh NYC. You know, they are the official sponsor of Chopping It Up with the Conduit, and we also have our other family sponsors from Street Fatigues to um you know the definitely the this super dope board game what's the scenario it's a definitely a card game uh you know based on hip-hop you know if you know your uh your history you can definitely get down with it um chopping it up podcast.com is our new website so you can scroll down at the bottom and see who our family of sponsors is other than that uh today's episode was brought to you by house of customs md and that's spelled with the k house of customs md I'd like to thank y'all for joining us uh, for season three of Chopping It Up with the Conduit. Again, y'all be good to each other. Um, I'll see y'all very soon for episode two. Again, this is Chopping It Up with the Conduit. Shout out to everybody for tapping in with us, man. I love y'all, and uh, y'all be good to each other. Peace. Trap out your house, the loyalty bought designer. Won't renew your lease. Now you got a mansion and trying to watch. I never dreamed.